welcome or welcome back to the kingdom. This episode, I am chatting with Victory Boyd. She is a singer, songwriter, artist, child of God. She recently dropped her album Glory Hour, which has been on repeat literally all month. It describes like the month of May for me so perfectly because you guys know I just had a rough time in May, but the album is all about just persevering through the dark times and then the light that shines at the end of the tunnel. So, you know, whenever I'm inspired by someone, I just like need to get them on the podcast because I just want to talk to them, see how their brain works, talk to them about their faith in God, their process with creating as a Christian in this world. So I am so excited to bring you this episode. I was in awe of her the entire time. If you're watching on YouTube, you'll see me just smiling like a child because I am just so, (laughs) so in awe and enamored by her wisdom and humility and passion for Christ. And yeah, if you haven't heard of her before this, please go check her out and also listen to this episode. You get to know all about her. We talk about things like her morning routine and how she endures the waiting season and how she creates through hardships and even what her favorite food is. So I'm excited to bring this to you and let's get started. Let your will be done on earth because it's already done. Hi, Victory. Welcome to the kingdom. Hi, Karen. Thanks for having me. It is. It's so nice to have you here. Um, I have been listening to your album nonstop. So I'm just like, ah, you know, kind of keeping it cool. But yeah, it's it's really such an honor. And I am. I hope that it blesses me as much as it blesses you. Um, But I would like you to introduce yourself a little bit if people are listening and they haven't heard of you or what you do just a brief bio of who you are for the audience yeah well I am I've learned that before I'm anything I am a daughter of the most high Mm -hmm. you know learning that your identity is not what you do is very key yeah but there is a lot that I do that I can identify at, with as well. So uh, I, I'm a singer, a songwriter, a, a storyteller, uh, an entrepreneur. Um, I'm a sister. I have eight siblings um, and uh, two amazing parents. And I am um, a professional recording artist. Um, yeah, it's what I do for a living so I uh I partnered I'm a um a Christian that is signed that was signed personally by Jay-Z um in a record deal uh so I'm in a unique position Mm. uh, as a recording artist and as a Christian um a lot of my work is outside of the walls of the church, yet I just released the gospel album. So it's, uh, it's, a, it's, it's, yeah, it's an interesting life, but yeah. it's all, 
that's amazing first of all thank you and also it's so interesting that like I'm sure it must have been scary doing the first gospel album um because I guess you it's something that you know I think a lot of people knew you were Christian but it's not something that you like actively like made music like this is going to be a gospel song or this is going to be a gospel album and sometimes I feel the same way when someone like when someone's like oh are you a Christian YouTuber and I'm like oh I just want to be like a YouTuber you know what I mean and so sometimes it's hard to separate I guess or I don't know if it's hard to separate but it you kind of almost want to separate yourself but then you feel that no matter what I do the Jesus comes out regardless <laughs> so it's just something that you can't hide but I would love to know the process of even deciding to make a gospel album for the first time what was that like yeah well actually the first gospel album that I was instrumental in making was Kanye yeah yeah Kanye's Jesus is King album and so at first I was very measured I didn't want to push my religion on people I didn't want to like all these things that people say and so I just would I would only share in parables share mm -hmm. stories I was very good at telling stories and still am um, that wove this this story of salvation mm. with feeling too much to make to make it be considered religious yeah <laughs> and so that was like my thing and then uh, and then I was writing all these gospel songs for Kanye I was writing like three songs a day when I was in his writer's camp and and that was my goal every day to reveal the power of God in song like so that people could understand the mystery of the gospel and then so that was 2019 then 2020 came and the pandemic hit mm. and I didn't want to write any other kind of music other than the gospel mm. um, but mostly for my own mental health yeah. you know what I mean? and um I didn't know that it would see the light of day. I thought, you know, what better, what better way to capture uh, the essence of a savior when the whole world needs one? You know what I mean? Uh, and so I, I, I just leaned into the moment, leaned into the hour, and was able to pull out. Uh, the essence of, you know, the power of God unto salvation uh, and in a way that people could understand, in a way that I could really feel it and understand it as well. Yeah. And I think that it it's so evident because listening to it, it almost, like the first time I heard, like played it from start to finish, it's, it sounds like me, you know what I mean? And like the only really true way to be authentic, because I think a lot of people are trying to be authentic, but it doesn't come off as authentic because when you're trying, like you just draw from yourself, that's as authentic as it gets is just 
being honest with yourself. And so like, it sounds like something that I actually have gone through. It sounds like all my thought process, like literally like the lowest of feeling so low to like, there's light, you know, at the end of the tunnel. And it, I was, you know, talking about it today and I we were saying that it sounds like you just depicted spiritual warfare from start to finish in an album like yeah. every roller coaster of it and so I think my question then is like what was the catalyst was it the pandemic was it just like a hard time for you was it you feeling like um I guess just stuck I don't know I don't I want to know what were you feeling in those moments? Because it sounds so real and raw and honest. Yeah. Like something that we all go through. Yeah. Well, when I was 18, I I learned through a, a very difficult situation um, that in the darkest of places, there is a glory to be found that is more radiant then this darkness is dark, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm, it's like, mm -hmm. if it's just mildly dark, you don't need very bright lights, you know, because it's not that dark. Yeah. Really intensely dark. And in order for this darkness to be defeated, there has to be an intense glory. Mm. And I found myself in a really dark place because I got into an accident where my jaw was broken and my face was disfigured. So like as a singer, they wired my mouth shut and, and my arm was broken. So I couldn't play the guitar. So it's like, it was like everything that I held my identity in was gone. And so imagine the darkness. Yeah. But then I found glory as well. An intense glory, like, an intense glory. That's <laughs> with the concept of glory. Uh, because I would never have found that glory so intense if I never, uh, I would never have found that glory so intense if I never found uh, that, um, if I never had to go through that darkness so intense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it, it that kind. And so essentially what I found is a deeper revelation on how powerful Jesus is. Mm. And that even this darkness he overcame when he rose from the dead. Right. And so from that moment on, I it, it really formed my whole paradigm in life. I um I uh I started, so whenever I went through a rough time in life, I'm like, okay, this is dark, but where's the glory? Yeah. Where's the glory? Because I know that Jesus is stronger than this. So I am fully expecting a new revelation of glory that answers this darkness. It could be relationship stuff. It could be during the pandemic, it was all this, the, all the loss that came from the pandemic and so, you know, I'm not saying we should lean into bad things, but I'm saying that since bad things are already going to happen, may as well 
find the glory that's going to come because of it. Yeah. You know, like don't just go through bad things and that be the end of the story. Mm-hmm. Like if you have to go to the cross, at least stick through and wait for the glory of resurrection. If it's going to happen anyway. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so it's like glory hour was an album that okay i'm looking at all this darkness a lot of darkness around covid and i'm like i want the whole world together Mm. i want to show them the revelation of glory Mm. where we can all see it together because we're all going through darkness together Mm. And I want this album to help people see the revelation of the glory of God. And it doesn't mean that darkness doesn't exist. But if we wait for glory hour through the nighttime with anticipation while putting our hope and our faith in the power of the son of God. Yeah. yeah it's 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 it it is going to happen the dark darkness will not have the final say Mm -hmm. that's what i want people to have this defiant hope if it's really really dark that means it's going to be really really glorious Mm. like yeah for glory hour just wait for it yeah that's yeah i think you did it so beautifully like having people go through the motions even with like sometimes the monologue and like you kind of feel like whoa I I feel like I'm getting out of this with yeah. you along with you I think you nailed it to be honest with what you were going for so kudos to you but I like what, um what you're saying because I've always there was a movie I saw like a couple years ago and it always stuck with me um because the character was so sad in it and I am one of the other characters is saying, okay, see how sad you are. The and like you can feel this intense sadness. That's how intense that just shows you the level of intensity that your emotions can go. So imagine yeah. how intense happiness will also feel for you if you can also feel this intense sadness. So I it always sticks with me when I'm feeling like super down. I'm like, okay, but I know that that means that I can also feel just as much joy. And, you know, and also another thing that helps me along with that is like Jesus died on on Friday. There was a Saturday where you just didn't think that Sunday was coming. (laughs) right? You didn't think that Sunday was coming, but there there had to be a Saturday where everything looked down and dark and hopeless because Mm -hmm. if you just died and rose again, like. Like, oh, it was just, it was just like a, what, a prank? But everyone, the whole world just experienced the loss of him. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then Sunday came. And so then all the, all the loss was wiped away. And I always just look at them as like, okay, I'm just, it's just a Saturday today. Just a Saturday season, Sunday's coming. I like that. And Uh, look at Lazarus when he died in mm. the Bible. You know, they're like, why did you let Lazarus die? Yeah. And Jesus like, this is not unto death, but unto the mm. glory mm. of Yeah. It's not, it's something, sometimes 
death happens. Sometimes bad things happen, but it's not unto like when your hope is in Christ, like those bad things, the end of it is not just bad. Yeah. It it can always be unto the glory of God. Yeah. For the good. It, yeah. Exactly. It can always because like imagine if Lazarus never was sick, never died, never it would just be a regular man walking. But because <laughs> he had that experience, then God brought him back. Yeah. Now everyone's screaming, glory, 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 glory. Yeah. It's the manifestation of the glory of God. We can see it when it's contrasted against the darkness exactly. world. Exactly. Yeah. Um, beautifully said. Um, I missed something that I always do in, in at the beginning of an episode. So um, we're just going to go right back to it. But I love asking what you're welcoming and exiling. So like in this period, it could be sometimes it's a book, sometimes a song, sometimes a feeling or a thought or a quote. Just like one thing that you're welcoming this period and one thing you're exiling this period. Hmm. I am. Um, <laughs> it can be on the spot. Sorry. <laughs> You're good. Um, I'm just trying to think how honest I want to be. <laughs> <laughs> I I say a lot of things that I will never say out loud anywhere on this podcast because I think that no one's listening, but then people are, and then they tell me about it, and I'm like, "You actually listen to that?" So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i am i am i am receiving a standard of how of the love that i deserve okay period <laughs> <laughs> yeah like from my close proximity mm -hmm. um i'm exiling uh i don't want to say love that i don't deserve because i just don't feel like that's love mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what i mean like it's yeah. i'm exiling the, the way anything less than what I deserve you know what I mean exactly yeah yeah in, in uh, my close relationships it's just and it's not all about me it's also about how like hold myself to the standard that I believe people should be cared for and loved yeah uh, you know it's not just how people love me but how I love people mm -hmm. and but, you know, it really starts with how I love the Lord. Mm. Now, because, like, I'm just one person. Like, I have a finite amount of time and a finite amount of resource and energy. Um, and if I spend that energy wholeheartedly loving God, it's going to, it's going to multiply. Yeah. In how I love people. Um mm -hmm. 
because if you spend all your energy wholeheartedly loving people, it's like there are a lot of people, first of all. And second of all, um, everybody has different definitions on what it means to love them. And so it's like, it's like, I'm not going to lie for you just because. <laughs> yeah. You, that's what love means. Like, <laughs> you know, so it's just spend your love on God and he'll teach you how to love people. And, and so, but also in that, it's like, you know, when you grow up in a big family, a lot of times you can just have this habit of, oh, it's okay. I don't need all of that or just whatever's left or, you know, you're conditioned to not need so much. Um, and so you kind of make it easy or negotiate relationships where people really don't need to put forth very much effort to be in your life. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're like, Oh, it's fine. I can like, it's whatever. Like, I don't care. Like, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and, and it's just, like you'll find yourself going above and beyond and then other people like doing the bare minimum. And yes. it's just, and it's what you negotiate, you know, you get what you negotiate in life. And, um, and so it's like, I'm not going to negotiate my space like that anymore. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. So you can live a, a, a much richer life because you have richer relationships and richer experiences and deeper commitments um deeper expressions of love love that actually costs something and not just people hanging around just waiting for stuff to pop off you know yeah yeah so yeah and it probably takes a like it takes a while not probably because I've been through it it takes a while to unlearn it and like be like oh wow I actually like I look back on some situation I'm like why did I think that was okay or like you know why did I even why did I even think that was okay why did I put up with that but it yeah. takes it's just a process of like unlearning and seeing yourself as worthy oh yeah that's that. that's the word I was yeah. looking yeah you got it seeing yourself as worthy yeah, that's amazing. I'm happy for you in this new era <laughs> yeah. of accepting the love you deserve. I like that. Um, I want to ask, what has your morning routine been looking like these days? Um, Ooh, girl, all over the place. I can imagine. <laughs> it depends on the day and the morning and the city and the mm. Are you in New York? Like, are you based in New York or based in LA? I you live in Cali, Dallas. Oh, Dallas. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So, um, but I haven't been there in quite some time. Yeah. Been on tour. Been traveling, and so. Um, but these days, for the last few days, I have been consistently waking up and uh, reading my Bible and worshiping like I haven't had to rush off anywhere I've been able to just have really solid mornings of getting my spirit right yeah it's I was like say again 
it's important oh listen that's my favorite way like <laughs> I was like dancing around this apartment I'm staying at like just me and my guitar in my underwear this morning just <laughs> it was just like I'm a child of God yeah. it's melody but it was just so good the joy like I felt like a kid. I was singing, I'm a child of God. This is my inheritance. Mm. Like, peace is my inheritance. Joy is my... I was just receiving my inheritance because I'm a child. And, like, I got to start my morning like that. And it's just bliss. Just yeah. bliss. Like, I don't, I don't get to do that every morning. But when I do, it's, it's just amazing. That's so, that's so, so fun that sounds so fun um what do you listen to though when you're worshiping you listen to your stuff do you have other um... I always I, I always create a new song oh okay 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 okay. I like that it's always a new song every day mm, I like that because then you're not um I don't know if this is your intention, but you're not really, and I, I honestly, that was also my next question, but like, you don't, I guess, adjust your sound because of what you're hearing, like on a daily basis. You know what I mean? Right. No. Like it, comparing or being like, oh, I should sound like this or this or this. And I think when you consume a lot of what you already do, you start to alter to fit into what you think you should sound or look like so yeah 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 for me it's I mean it's really not about people mm. it's about authentically connecting with God mm. me authentically connecting with God like other people and their connection is their connection that don't got nothing to do with me and I find how I best can connect with him today. There is a way that my soul feels today that is different than yesterday. And it's like, I got to have a conversation with him today with these variables that are weighing on my soul, you know? Yeah. Nice. Um, I see the time up there is like, has six minutes so i was just gonna say if it ends can i send you another link okay it's me like a it gives me like a 40 time thing so i'll send it to Lori, and i don't know if she can forward it to you <laughs> um, if she's available okay Lori was actually texting me okay so if it ends i'll send a new link to her and have her like forward it to you real quick okay hopefully that works but yeah okay, okay. So um, I was going to ask about your sound and your process of making music, because what I think, what I admire. I'm sorry to interrupt. That's okay. Phone is on 4%. Oh, no. So I'll have to charge my phone, but it, yeah. I'm sure we can get through these six minutes. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Um, your, yeah. So I think what I admire is that it sounds so new and hmm. fresh. It sounds like, it sounds ancient, like it came from somewhere. 
and hmm. the only thing I can think of is heaven like it sounds oh. like it's just like it just came from somewhere and it sounds familiar but also I've never heard this before I don't I don't know I cannot say that you sound like this and this and this because it's just a sound that I I've never heard and I think I enjoy when I when I see something that is completely new and different and I wanted to ask is this is this something that came through practice is this something that you started off singing because you've been making music for a while and you were just like oh I sound like this okay cool or I sound like this but I want to sound like that so how you know how was how was curating your own sound did you even curate it or was it innate you know yeah uh so you see how I said I, I, I I'll sit there and a new song every day right mm -hmm. that practice of going into the secret place mm -hmm. and not thinking about people just thinking about connecting with God authentically it will it has me some of these songs First of all, half the songs just be in tongues. Like it's not even like <laughs> real words that people understand, at least not English, you know. And when you sit in that space of not trying to be relevant, mm -hmm. in a, you'll be surprised at the innovative things that come because you're pulling them straight out of the spirit realm. Mm -hmm. You take your partnership with the Holy Spirit and you start to craft within the English language, within your day-to-day -day experiences. You put your life experiences in these containers of melodies and rhythms and cadences and all these things that you got from your alone time with god and you you mix it together and it's a collaboration with the holy spirit and you and and so that's why it's innovative because i'm not only doing a one-dimensional thing where it's just all about my human ingenuity and how cool i can be or if i can be like that sound or hmm, i wonder if i have the right sound no it's just it's just i'm pulling my sound from the sound that God gives me. Yeah. And then I, um, and then we collaborate. Mm. Is it hard to tune out the noise and just focus one-on-one? -on -one? Like con basically in the secret place consecrated um, because there can be a lot of distraction, especially mm -hmm. even being signed to a label, I can imagine a lot of expectation and expectation maybe from others or from yourself to do and make is there any expectation or and how do you tune that out and just focus like this is just a me and god thing well at first that's how it starts with you and god but then you then you have to take it from that place and get it ready for consumption. And that at that point is like, you do have to consider your audience. You have to consider how can I help people understand? How can I bring people into this moment? So, so that helps, that helps to curate the listening experience as well. Like you're thinking about 
how can you paint a picture that mm. helps that helps that translates to the to the listeners yeah and um and so suddenly you go from just me and god we eat and we feast and now it's like okay how can i serve the people this meal yeah. that the Lord served me mm. and i want them to receive it so i need to prepare it with the seasonings that i know they like yeah. i need to prepare it with you know all the things and so it's not just about me eating it's about now take what the lord has fed me and feed the people mm-hmm. and and so that's really kind of like the heart behind it i love that so my next question was going to be well you talk about um just being in like basically the pits of it and waiting for that glory hour waiting for the uh, appointed time and my favorite song on the album I think is um I don't have to pretend and Mm -hmm. you talk about or I saw a caption that was kind of how about how the song is basically in that waiting um waiting for the sun to shine again and I want to know how how do you wait waiting is hard to do um it's a lot of anxiety it's a lot of uncertainty how do you how did you wait or how do you recommend that someone waits for the glory hour yeah that's a really good question you wait by beholding jesus so what i mean by that is while you're waiting you could look at all the things that are making you um that are making the waiting experience painful or uncomfortable mm-hmm. and the more you, the more you look at those things the more you're like i can't wait anymore i give up like because your your focus what you what you focus on yeah will determine your faith mm-hmm. so the more you focus on jesus mm-hmm. no matter what what's all happening around you the more your faith will be strengthened because the bible says that he's the author and the finisher of our faith. Once I ran a marathon and I was not trained or qualified to run That's a marathon. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, but guess how I did it? Wow. I I just looked at Jesus the whole time. I was looking up at the sky, worshiping him the whole time, thanking him wow. for one, one step at a time. And I figured that if I could just stay doing this mm. until until the clock runs out, Mm. now it can be annoying when it's like i have five more hours of this but don't think of five more hours just think of one second one step Mm. and each each step you look at him it's easy because it because just he's so amazing yeah and the key is no matter what don't stop looking at how beautiful jesus is Mm. Mm. that 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 you just no matter what because you could easily start oh you start looking at oh how far you've come yeah and when you look at how far you've come it's like I deserve to stop now because look at how far that's not you're not looking at the right thing Mm. you could you could look at how far you have left oh I have five more hours left I could never you're not looking at Jesus at that point you're looking at how much you have left Mm. you could look at how slow you are compared to other people 
that's not the right thing to look at. If you focus on that, that'll have you, oh, I should just stop. You could look at how your ankle hurts. Uh, if you look at that, you'll be like, yeah, mm. we, sh we, sh we, should, we should be done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there are so many things that are vying for your gaze. And as soon as you shift your gaze to other things, those then start feeding your soul. And they don't have the power to sustain your soul through to glory hour. Only Jesus does. So when you look at him, he will hold you even through all the trials, all the temptations, everything. Just don't stop looking at how beautiful he is. Mm. Some, sometimes there's a lot of ugly stuff all around. And it's like, ah, oh, but look at how ugly. But don't exalt that ugliness over the beauty, <laughs> beautifulness of Jesus. Just like, keep looking at him. It's like, oh, but there's this like big monster that's like right here. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, like trying to take me out. And it's like, don't look at the monster. Look at Jesus. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it's not pretending. It's nor is it ignoring. It's just... You, you have one set of eyes and you're intentionally deciding what your focal point will be. Right. Whatever your focal point is, that's what's going to, because mm -hmm. like, just, just think of um, Peter. He was walking on the water. Mm -hmm. At first, at first he was looking at Jesus. Then he started looking at all the winds and the waves. And the... as soon as he looked at the winds and the waves, that's when doubt entered his heart and he couldn't, he he couldn't uphold himself by doubt. He could only uphold himself by faith, but he he only had faith so long as he was looking at Jesus. Yeah. yeah. So when you're when you're in that waiting, it could be really dark. It could be, but that's like when that's like the, what I mean when in the album when I say, take your candle of hope and light light it with the flame of faith. That flame, that flame is like the Holy Spirit. Like it might not be glory hour, but you can have your candle, like keep, keep your candle burning, keep your focus on that light. And then soon all of darkness is going to be gone, but you need to keep that burning, that faith burning through yeah. the night mm. until glory hour comes. Yeah. Do you think we ever stop waiting? Like, or do you think you're still waiting? Or are you still waiting? I'm like, you know what I mean? It's like, is waiting continuous? And like, yeah. So here's the thing. This whole life is a life of waiting. Because really, it's like you wait till you're big enough and then you're big enough and you wait till you're good enough and then you're, you're good enough, but then you wait till you're rich enough and you're rich enough and then you wait till you're married and then you're married and you wait till you have kids and then you have kids and then you wait till the kids are grown and then they're grown and then you My wait till... <laughs> yeah and and then you die yeah <laughs> everything was waiting so if you don't learn how to wait and be comfortable in the waiting then you realize that your whole life was spent waiting and you never got to live <laughs> mm -hmm. wait waiting to graduate 
waiting to get the job. Then you got the job, waiting to get the promotion. You got the promotion, waiting to retire. You wait to retire. But... Mm, I know. <laughs> Everything's waiting. So you better become a good waiter. Yeah. And not only that, she's like, I'm coming back. We're called to wait. And so could it be that waiting is not just about waiting, but rather it's about preparation? Mm -hmm. A lot of time that we are given to be, to get ready so that when the, it's, it's the parable mm -hmm. of the, of the virgins. You have mm -hmm. the wise ones and the foolish ones. Yes. Yes. The wise ones, they were all waiting, yeah. but the wise ones waited and took the time up there waiting to be prepared and then the foolish ones like they just squandered their waiting time and so when the appointed time came they were not ready to go mm -hmm. and so so much of life is is waiting but it's not just to wait it's to get ready it's to get ready for when that bridegroom comes back when jesus comes back for his bride like who's ready to go mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. when he come, he come and that's it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just so. going to sneak up on you. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. we best be getting ready and be getting our families ready and our friends and everybody. Like, right. As, as best as we can. Like, yeah. you know, me being an artist and living my life like that is the best contribution I can make to the world for the world to help the world get ready. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. getting and, giving them messages like glory hour like get get ready for that appointed time when jesus is coming yeah and literally taking people through the journey of how it is to wait with you that's, mm -hmm. that's like that's yeah a great testament you know to god's work in your life and the relationship that you have cultivated and are still cultivating with him and it's inspiring i want to mm -hmm. know if because we see a lot of like highlights of people. I want to know, are there any mistakes? Because you've been on this journey for a while. Are there any mistakes that you've made and something that you've, something that you've learned along the way? Yeah. Yeah, a lot of mistakes. Um, but most of the mistakes had to do with me not understanding who I am. Um, when you don't understand who you are and you're dealing with a lot of powerful people, you can easily just, oh, I'm nobody. You guys are everybody. Like you guys are everything and I'm nothing. Like, yeah. But if you really understand who God is and who can understand who God is, no one, like he's just beyond our comprehension. But if you have a clue, Hold on, my sister's calling me. Let me see. Call you right back. <laughs> and um, all your siblings are so incredibly talented as well. It's insane. Yes. Dang. Your house must just be music <laughs> all the time. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, but my sis, um, you wanna you wanna know who you are so that you can it's important to really better understand who God is and who you are in relation to God. 
and then uh, value yourself accordingly, uh, regardless of what you see outwardly. Imagine if Jesus measured himself by what he saw outwardly, by like, oh, I'm not like if he's by the clothes he was wearing or the job that he had or the. Or what you people know, said about him. What he said, yeah, or with a government position or if he was a rich businessman or not. No, he just had to know based off of who his father was. And that's it. That had to be enough. Mm-hmm. And like we we have to we have to have the same thing. Yeah, I agree. Otherwise, uh, you're going to make all sorts of mistakes thinking you're just so lowly and not worthy and all the things. Yeah. Yeah. I like that answer. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> so wise. Okay. I One last question. Um, my fiance's mom loves you. She's been listening to you for honestly longer than I, even I have. And I didn't tell her this podcast was happening, but I said, if you had one question to ask Victory, what would it be? Wow. And then she, she's also in Echo Park as well, but she's like, I would just ask her to come over for dinner. I was like, no, one question. <laughs> one <laughs> question. So she said, okay, what is her favorite food? So we, <laughs> she wants to know where your favorite food is. And she's going to listen to this. And I'm going to ask on behalf of her. <laughs> That's so sweet. I wish your mom knew I was staying in Echo Park for a whole week. I know. She would be, She she's going to go crazy if she finds out. Like, I was so close. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's my favorite food? Um, I really like a nice, really well-cooked piece of salmon, like mm. jerk, jerk salmon. Oh, like, I've never had that. It's like if you go to a Caribbean place, they have like jerk chicken and all that, but then they also have jerk salmon. Like, oh, I, well, I did not know that was a thing. <laughs> I recently Actually, found out about jerk pasta, like nope. recently. But, Brooklyn has it. Brooklyn yeah. definitely. You're in Brooklyn, right? Yes. Yeah. Basically, yep. I mean, I'm in Ridgewood, but basically Bushwick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna I, check I, that out. I used to order that whenever I was in the studio in Brooklyn. Do you like know that would where? be I forget I just know Uber Eats. I forgot the Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. Okay, jerk song. All right. Now she's gonna go and learn how to make it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but thank you so much for your time. Seriously, it's been a joy and yeah. so much just wisdom. And like I love talking to people and leaving feeling like I gotta get to know Jesus more. Like I have to. Like, you know, like leaving feeling like, ah, oh, there's depths that I yeah. have to go into. So thank mm-hmm. you for that. Um, I hope the rest of your stay in LA is amazing. Um, and yeah, this is probably going to come out Monday, maybe. Okay. Um, yeah, cool. I I record them on Saturday. So this worked out perfectly. Oh, wonderful. You. Yeah, thank you for being here. And all of your wisdom if you have one last word what would it be it would be my last word would be to take the path that requires the most faith okay wow i like that <laughs> i like that a lot yeah and like most faith. it's your faith that moves the hand of god mm-hmm. a lot of people could have a 
greater manifestation of the hand of God in their life, but they just are too stuck on being in control all the time. Mm-hmm. And so they take the path that requires the least amount of faith so they can stay in control. Mm-hmm. But, but that means you only get the manifestation of your hand and your works and your goodness and your strength. But we have an opportunity as Christians one of the biggest benefits as Christians is to have the right to access the hand of God and the works of God and the goodness of God and the reputation of God and the track record of God. Like everything that is his becomes ours, but you can't access it without faith. Mm-hmm. So take the path that requires the most faith and then you'll see the greater manifestation of God in your life. Yeah. Yeah. And I think when people stay in their comfort zone, it's a, it's a, to avoid pain and like rejection. Oh, yeah. But running from that is running from intimacy and like death. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you need running that. away from destiny. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, thank you so much again. You're welcome. And yeah, I hope to see you in New York City again sometime soon. Absolutely. Yeah. Have a good rest of your night. You too. Bye. Let revival come on earth. Cause it's every day up in heaven. Let your choir sing on earth.